Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are now listening to Blurdy Massacre Podcast. You know you want to get into it. Let's get it poppin'. Welcome back, everyone, to the Blurdy Massacre podcast. Ow, ow, come on in, put your headphones on, lower the volume, just, you know, for the sake of your ears, because it's we back and we get into popping. Today, we have um, a very special episode. Uh, before we get too far away from 2023, uh, we would just like to do a quick rewind because we woke up early this morning to be haters. So why not record it? Why not record it? Um, I'm sure that you know, but if you don't, starting season three this season on Blurdy Massacre, we're gonna we're gonna tap our friends in to get to get going with the business. So today we have here, as always, Sheree the Slayer on the Blurdy Massacre podcast, and we are also joined today by um, our sister podcast, Girl That Scary. We got Jazz and Cat. Say what's up, y'all. Hey. Yes. And as always, I'm Zero Gravity. And before we get into our topic today, I know you're all dying to hear it. Wash pop it, y'all. What's really going down in the horror community right now? I'm just really already shook it that the Silent Hill situation keeps like expanding because we knew we were getting a movie and now we're getting games and remakes. That state of play was stacked. That was a very stacked state of play. I think it was on the 31st of January. Um, I was not expecting that. I was actually at work and we were screening it. I went to the bathroom for like 30 seconds and all of a sudden I hear zero, zero, you're missing it. I run out the bathroom, run out the bathroom. And I'm so glad that I caught this one because, oh my God, that, that shit came out of nowhere. I really feel like it came out of nowhere. I was not ready. They were like, it is Black History Month Eve. We have to do something. We have to get information. For me specifically. <laughs> specifically for me. They said the blurds are watching. What can we give them? We can give them a brand new fucking Silent Hill. And we're getting a remake of Silent Hill 2, which is great because um, I was late to the game and I literally just finished Resident Evil 4 remake. So now I'm itchy and I need something else to look forward to. And um, my my itch has been scratched. I got something to lay down on the calendar. And I'm excited. I'm excited. I love a good remake. Uh, right. Trigger warning for everyone who hasn't played Silent Hill. But um, it's going to slap. I'm telling you right now. It's going to slap. The franchise are back. 
Yeah. No, that's the game that made me a gamer. That and Resident Evil. Period. Absolutely. Are, we just re- are they just remaking the games or they're doing the movies as well? I heard about the games, but I didn't know if it was like the whole Shaboot was getting a whole like dress it up and make it real for me. We're getting a new movie. It's going to be a direct sequel to the first movie, which was the better of the two. No shade of that second director. Um, mm-hmm. But like we're getting a direct sequel to the first one and it's the same director. He's bringing back the cinematographer. So I'm excited because if you're going to like <laughs> be like that didn't happen, sidestep, you got to bring back the original crew. Otherwise you'll keep sidestepping like the Halloween franchise. They, they keep a yes. shuffling at this point. March of the figure eights. In circles, just... Just doing donuts in the parking lot. Um, just like, do y'all know where y'all at anymore? No, <laughs> not the parking lot. Unfortunately, they're at a Wendy's. Listen, <laughs> I would argue it's the Denny's. Listen, they ain't at a Denny's. They're at Perkins. I'm trying to get the Denny's. I don't even know what that is. What the hell is a Perkins? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Not everything is so great in the world. Yes, we're getting a Silent Hill 2 remake. We're getting a new Silent Hill game. We're getting a new Silent Hill movie. But Black Summer on Netflix will not be coming back for season three. And I feel a little bit personally attacked by this one because, oh no, Jazz is giving me thumbs down. Thumbs down for the show or thumbs down for the news? The news. Black because the bitch, news. I okay, love okay. that show. That show good as shit. Like the cinematography, everything, the zombies, it's crunk as a bitch. Yes. Ooh, we covered the first season, bitch. Ooh, that's, that's sad because that shit was good as fuck. The characters are so good. I really think that like that's what makes a, a good zombie IP is like characters that you kind of either fall in love with or you're rooting for them or you really hate them. Like real strong characters is what drives like zombie apocalypse cinema, I think. And also like that show was low budget as fuck. I don't want to say it was made with nothing. It's still Netflix at the end of the day, but like it's not walking dead budget, not even fucking close. Um, But you don't need all that to have a good story. And I waited, you know, 10 centuries for season two. It eventually came out. It was also pretty good. Um, And I don't think I deserve this personally. It's anti-bad. Oh, I have to say, it. I also know that uh, I, Sheree is not, Sheree is smiling, bitch, because I keep up with Sheree and, uh, <laughs> and Joe's podcast, and they <laughs> they are the two of the several people who are rejoicing, but I am <laughs> sad. Um, <laughs> Sheree, take it away, because I already know. I was like, I'm happy my friends had a good time. I don't get it. Because um, we started a podcast, me and Joe, because people were like, it's so good. And I was like, yeah, it's zombies. I'm into this. And then two, three episodes later, I was like, I'm not into this. And then Joe had to be the Paula Abdul because Joe was like, oh, it's zombies at first. And then he was like, no, we got some set pieces. It was like a seesaw. And I was like, mm, we might have to end this podcast, Joe. We've not recorded again since we wrapped up Black Summer. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it to our podcast apart. <laughs> I'm just saying we've not recorded since we wrapped that season. Wait, bitch. Wait, bitch. It did, and you also wrote that article. Did you not, Andre? I did. Because I, I got a day job. And that was some news. And so I, I definitely did not put my own opinions in it. I did appreciate that when somebody tweeted at the creator last spring, yay or nay, we're getting a third season. He's like, nay. Uh, and that's all he said. <laughs> Netflix moves in mysterious ways. <laughs> Damn, man. I clicked on the article. I was like, oh, what's my girl got to say about my show? You working on the inside. You did something. I wish. Um, Because I got some other shows I'd like to see first. 
I'd have been like, why is Emily still in Paris? Can we collect her? Fuck. Fuck. All right. Well, I got the good news out the way. I got the bad news out the way. What other news we got? I'm curious to know what my friend Sheree the Slayer is thinking about this new movie, Tarot, because you're into that stuff. I don't know much about Tarot. I don't know. I don't really think it can like conjure things, but there's this new movie, Tarot, and supposedly it's got some really, really cool monsters all designed by Trevor Henderson, which is wild because he can brew up some scary shit. But I don't know much about Tarot, and I don't really mess with that stuff, not because... You know, I'm a skeptic or nothing. I'm just a little uneducated. So I would like to know what you're thinking. I, I'm i kind of excited just because, like, now that I have been doing tarot for a couple of years. Wow, that's wow. Um, <laughs> I've been doing it for a couple of years. I'm I'm better equipped to be like, the death card means change. Stop abusing the death card, everybody. Um, I definitely be rolling my eyes when people are pulling tarot in horror movies and the people who made the movie don't know what they're talking about. They're like, oh, no, death, be afraid. Death means change. <laughs> The tower means complications. All the scary cards are just telling you it's a Monday. You ain't got to be afraid no more. Um, And so I'm excited to see how they get from wherever they're going to start to the monsters because you got to make it, you got to make it spicy. But I'm also excited to see if they like walk that line of these are what these cards actually mean, or we're taking some liberties right now. Mm, That could mess up a whole community, you know? And I know um, I'm not really a TikTok girl. I should be, but I know like witch talk is a really strong thing um so yeah we can only hope that it gets its um source material correct but regardless i think i'm here for the monsters anyway oh yeah um me (laughs) stupid dumb uncultured american i don't know shit about this i don't know shit about that but monsters i know some shit about that so that'll get me to dive in if the monsters slap i'll forgive a lot because people under the skit oh wow people under the stairs that was a different podcast (laughs) people under the stairs (laughs) Definitely was like, fool. And like now that I'm older and I know that the fool is starting a journey, I get it. But I was like, you could have done something different, Uncle Wes, at the time. I was like, why you got to be the fool? Um, Uncle Wes. Right. That's fair. I think I've forgiven a lot because of a cool monster. Probably more than I would like to admit. I'm, beginning, I'm easily distracted. Don't don't hate on me. Um, but speaking of monsters um, that really do be peaking my attention, like 110% of it. Guillermo del Toro just gave Andrew Garfield the boot and replaced him with Jacob Bellorti as Frankenstein's monster. And I feel two ways. One, I'm like, Frankenstein's monster is going to be hot, question mark. You know, I know Guillermo del Toro saw Saltburn and was like, let, let, let me see something. The second let me see saw something. that character's Saltburn candles go on sale from his bath water, he was like, that's my Frankenstein. <laughs> It's like, I need that marketing, yo. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Excuse me. What? Yeah, Jacob Elordi, um, Felix from Saltburn will be Frankenstein's monster in the Del Toro movie. Uh, no, I heard that. You said candles of what? They make candles of his <laughs> bath water because the bathtub scene is, <laughs> I got the girls clutching their pearls. So they have um, scented candles of Felix bath water. I'm looking at Kat's <laughs> eyebrows go up into their hairline. <laughs> I'm just making a face because I've heard the things, but I have not seen Saltburn yet. So as always, oh. I'm just gonna get like, Sheree, have we said too much? Have no, we you, said too I've much? already known about them. I know there's a shaky bathwater scene. Yes. So you haven't said much. I also accidentally read that what might be in the bathwater. Apparently, there's semen in the bathwater, and so I'm just like, oh, okay. That is all I know. 
once again, what movie says I've seen? It's a fluid movie. It's a very fluid movie. A- <laughs> I'd pay good money to listen to you watch Saltburn. I'm just saying. Um, It'll be like the time when I saw When Evil Lurks and I messaged you in real time. That's what I want for Saltburn. Because I feel like <laughs> between these two movies, I have a personality. And I don't know who she is, but that's who I am. I'm that bitch. Between When Evil Lurks and Saltburn. <laughs> I don't know if I want to know her. I don't know if I'll be able to know her. Oh my god! TikTok is going crazy with this movie, like the cocktail, like oh, like some TikTok mixologist like turn it to a cocktail with like you know the sticky rim, the sticky rim <laughs> on the outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, Frankenstein's a monster. So a, I'm like. Frankenstein is going to be hot. The monster is going to be sexy? Question mark. Mm-hmm. But then I also think, like Jacob Elordi is a is a very large man. He's he's very large. Six five. So I'm like, okay, that kid is he really? After the Saltburn press tour, because like Barry Keoghan's not a tiny man, but he looked like a child next to this man, and I was like, I need to know how tall this man is. He's six five, which is why wow. it looks like father and son school day <laughs> when they press tour. <laughs> the height works, I think. We could go back to Frankenstein's monster being like a lanky, very um, accentuated appendages kind of guy. And I wouldn't. I am. And I know if one thing Guillermo del Toro can do right, because there are some things he could do wrong, um, is a vibe. So I'm with it. I'm thinking that and Wolfman are going to have to dodge each other because both of them are like preying on the same audience. And so I think that depending on who finishes their film first, they're going to be like, this is our date. Don't touch it. Go away. Go elsewhere. Get out of here. That's going to be a fight. That's certainly going to be a fight. And we also have Nosferatu also. Coming, coming. out at Christmas. Like that in the new Jordan Peele movie, we're just going to be in the theaters all Christmas. Like say hi to your family. Yeah. Christmas Eve, y'all. Yep. We're going to eat. I got to stretch. Like a word. I'm gonna do a sit up. I'm gonna stretch your pants, actually. Sweatpants. Right? Yeah, let me get my yoga my yoga gear on. For Jacob Lord's Frankenstein. Yeah, there you go. Sneaking turkey my, sandwiches uh, into the theater. <laughs> Just like Yo, what what did I see? I went to go see Night Swim and I was in the theater and like I start smelling smells. I look behind me and there's like three people with like full burritos, but they weren't together. They were like from different parties. <laughs> like there was three big ass the same in the place. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. They all had the same idea. We yes. all been there. It's yes. Fine. Now that we got the news over with, what explain to us our topic for today, Miss Sheree. Our topic today is my favorite topic because, like you said, we woke up and choose to hate. Um, we're drinking the Haterade and we're out here naming some names because we saw a lot of movies last year in 2023 and not all of them were little miracles. Some of them were bad miracles. And we're going to talk about some of those today. Um, it's bottom tens, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I put on pants every day and I do podcasts every day so we get back to this space. Look. <laughs> Oh my god! Not you slide on your pants and hate. Be like, yes, here I am, bitch. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, and you too. Right. <laughs> like, oh, and your planned sequel. Um, oh, <laughs> ready to call out all your ops. And your planned sequel. <laughs> you want this to be a trilogy? Well, you stop. Um, I. <laughs> this is my most favorite time of year. It's yeah. I'm I'm crying wow. now. You can't see me. I'm literally crying. Crying in the club. All right. How should we do this? Should we go from? 
worst to best of the worst. Yeah, yeah. So, so the way, worst of the worst first. No, let's go the other way. The best Fuck of it. the worst first. And then like yes. the ones you got, you got beef with at number one. Like the, yeah. the further we go, the more beef you should have, the softer you should become. Yes. Um, okay. Excellent. Ten and nine are like, I didn't like her, but whatever. One is like, I'm a fighter mother. Got it. All right. So we start <laughs> with number 10, the best of the worst. Awesome. All right. Let's let's fucking round table this bitch. I'm getting a little nervous. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't mark. Um, do we want <laughs> do you want to kick it off, Jazz? <laughs> All right. Well, here, here we go. Also, when you did the evil hands, it reminded me of that meme of I thrive off negativity. Yes, we about to we about to cuss everybody out. Boom. <laughs> it's me. I do all things through spite. Uh, like <laughs> And that's <laughs> that's that's very inspiring, honestly. It is. I that's I, every time you give that response, I, I giggle a little bit every time. Just no, through spite, yes. Because that battery will never drain. There's always somebody waiting to spite me next. <laughs> and I'm just like, thank you. I almost forgot who I was. Back at the keyboard. <laughs> oh, man, well, number ten. Uh, movie I watched. I think last night. Bad Things, 2023, it's on Shudder. Um, it's not, like, offensive. It wasn't, like, fuck you, person who made the movie. I just was... I knew I wasn't going to like it based off the subgenre it was in. But I watched it, you know, in spite of that. It, I'm not a psychological thriller girl. I want my monsters to be tangible. I want the danger to be tangible. I don't want it... It was all in your mind. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. Leave me alone. I don't want to figure out if this is real or not. I don't like that. That is not the kind of journey I want to fucking go on. But I went on a journey. And then on top of that, it gave like, not gothic, but new age ghost story. Like a, a modern gothic. Because it's like an old hotel kind of setting. But it didn't look like a gothic hotel. But it's still old. There's lots of rooms, beds, ghosts appearing and stuff. And it, it had points where I was like, okay, this is giving a tinge of The Shining. But also, like, I was, I was, I was, it was a little dry. But also, I think I liked that there was a lot of queer characters in there. That was nice. The cast was nice. And the performances weren't so bad. I just did not think, I don't think I liked the story. That is what the problem was. I didn't like the story so much. It wasn't the acting. It wasn't the set design. I just was like, this is psychological thriller with ghost stories. And I put my, my two least favorite subdramas together and I watched it anyway. I'm sure there's people in there who's like, mm, I enjoy this. Mm, yes. It's a lot of arguing too. I don't like, there's a like a sub romance plot. Y'all know how I feel about people being in love and breaking up. And every time I just say, if you don't leave these motherfuckers, I can't believe y'all in this situation again. Please <laughs> break up with them. And now I'm just shaking my fist at the screen because I was like, you knew they was a piece of shit when you brought their ass here anyway. Like, you should just have left them at home and brought your new boo here. Like, duh. Like, and it, that just pissed me off. But, you know, Bad Things is number 10 for me out of like 70-something okay. movies I've watched this year. Did anyone else have that one? Did you I, have that one on your list? I didn't have no. her, but I thought about her a long time when I put my list together because I had a bad time. Everything Kat said. I mean, wow. Everything Jazz said. I'm not even drinking yet, y'all. I'm just, I'm hyped to get hateful. Oh. <laughs> 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 Everything Jazz said, though, I co-signed. Uh, she was a bad time. 
I mean, you can still co-sign me too because this was one I saw and I skipped right over. Um, we were chopping it up before y'all hit, that's right, before we hit record. And I said, the bottom 10 is going to be so hard for me because one, when do I get time to leisurely watch movies? Two pair with one, I'm purposely skipping over everything that looks shaky and I'm always reporting back. So yes, it could be what Cat Dad said because I hit the skip, skip. Don't shake the table. It's for the best to skip that one. I'm going to just say that. Um, again, we want to support everybody, but not all of their projects are now something we need to see. I think that's okay. My best of my worst at number 10 would be Knock at the Cabin. Yes. Oh, no. Jazz's jaw just hit the flow. I was, I was, I was, I was bored. I am really sorry, Jazz. I didn't think it was like an objectively bad movie. Like it looked really great. I think that all of the, the casting was, was great. It wound me up for nothing. I feel like, um, and the only thing that really saved me was cinematography was real cool and the characters I liked, everybody was like different and you know, it's, it's an M night and y'all know that like, I I love my boy. That's that's my guy. I will that my that is my man, and I will stick beside him. But yeah, I was just unimpressed. I it was a little snoozy. I think super like dialogue heavy, which I know that was the whole point. It's based off of a book, and you know, like with M Night, you're kind of expecting like a fun twisty twist at the end or um, something to play out, not in the way that it you would assume it to be. And I learned later after watching this film that. The book had ended a completely different way and the movie took a completely different route, which that was probably the twisty twist that we usually get with M. Night, but I didn't read the book. I didn't know that. Um, it was less of a story and more of just a tale. Right. I normally skip the M. Night movies as I've established on everybody's podcast, but I actually watched this one. <laughs> I've actually watched this one because I was doing best performances of last year. And I was like, if Dave Batista is giving half what he's given in the trailer, then I need to go ahead and see if he deserves to be on this list. And he did. But that movie was awful. I feel like him and I forgot the person who plays the child's name. I think that they were having some good scenes together. They were doing some connections. I think mm -hmm. that some of the other actors are being given a lot to try and make <laughs> believable and sound good. Um, and so there were some struggles on some of their behalfs. But yeah, like it was, it's not in my bottom 10, but I thought about it. I would. You skipped I, it completely? I sure did for the exact, Jasmine just covered their mouth. Once again, for the exact same reason as before, this looked like, I don't really know. M. Night Shyamalan movies are, have always been a hit or miss for me. Um, and with the limited amount of time I do have to leisurely watch films, I knew that this was probably not it. The girls was, seemed like they weren't having a good time. Sheree seemed fussy. I was like, okay, I don't really <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Me and I, my really I was really proud of him for not making it as bad as some of the other movies I've sat through from him, but it's still not good. The book is better. Maybe it was the source material. Okay. I don't know. Oh, it is. I wasn't going to watch it. And so I listened to the book. And then when I was like, oh, I got to do performances, I'm not going to leave Dave Batista off this list if he did anything. Um, and so that's mm -hmm. when I ended up watching the movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, the book is better. I see part of the reason people were upset because, like, some of them read that book religiously and they came to this movie and like, what, what the fuck you mean? <laughs> and so I think that was <laughs> my actual top 10 though, is there's something wrong with the children. It was, Oh, that one just missed my list. Just missed it. I didn't finish it. 
Um, so Me neither. I turned that's it off at the last twenty. I didn't even. It's not even in my letterbox. That's why I didn't even <laughs> rank it. Word. I didn't put it on the list. I've seen it, but I have not seen it. I saw yeah. it, and I wish I hadn't. So I, it's just very predictable, and it's very dry, okay. and it thinks it's like doing something cool, but it's not. We know where this is going. We know this story, and they won't even make it interesting to get there. And so I'm like, pick it up, pick it up. You don't need all this time to do what we've seen done 90 fucking times. Do something different. By the time the kids do get to Wallen, I can't care. <laughs> I can't care. I was checking the timestamp. I was like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And by the time the credits rolled, I just wanted my time back. Okay. Well, the guy who's the lead, he's in like, um, what's that Mike Flanagan chink? Uh, shit, 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 the show. When they on the island, it's the uh, it's the beautiful Squidward dude. Beautiful Squidward. Cat, you know what I'm talking about, please. Okay, it's a Mike Flanagan show that we covered. What is the name of it? It reminds me of Sales Lot a little oh, bit. Oh um, God, Midnight Mass. Yes, he's also in that. His face just gives me internal scream. It always looks like he's screaming internally. And I don't know if I can get past that. So I don't know how to rate any of his performances. But I, yeah, that's just in anything. Like he was on the Purge movies we covered recently. Again, I don't know how to rate his performances because it just looks like he's internally screaming every step of the way. Listen. <laughs> that's taking me out. Listen. I, I concur. The pain. I concur. Endless echoing screams. I didn't finish Something's Wrong with the Children. <laughs> exactly. I didn't finish uh, Something's Wrong with the Children. I think I made it like 20 minutes in. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch it on the plane. My flight landed. And then I heard Sheree say something about it. And then I was like, mm, I don't really need to finish it. So if I couldn't make it to 10, because I do think last year like we had a really good year for horror. And there wasn't that much that I didn't like. Um, but I didn't finish it. And I don't think I will. And you know what? That's totally fine. Yes. Okay, what else we got? I think I got something a little divisive later. Kat, you got anything? I've got something because you already know how I approach this list. So um, I am going to throw as my, I don't know if it's in exact in order, but one of the ones that I felt were at the bottom for me this year that I actually saw in real time, Insidious, The Red Door. I really want us to be done with this franchise. I think we've, or we could just take a nap for a little bit if we're not done. Like if this is a relationship that we seem to not be able to walk away from, bitch, I get it. Um, but I definitely think we need to put Dalton and them back where they belong for a little while. We need to go ahead and close them red doors. Um, and I just think that we're done. It wasn't horrible, but I was bored. Um, and, you know, there were some moments I was like, okay, girl, I get it. It's already a PG-13 film, so I'm already staring at the screen and there's no unrated version. So I'm really just here. But I'm I'm done with this franchise. And I hope you all are too. Yeah, I think I'm done. I think I'm finished. She's in the bottom two of the franchise. They got five movies and she's in the bottom two. I don't know if she's worse than three or not. And I won't revisit to know. It's it's not at the bottom for me, but it's not at the top at all. It's it's like at the bottom, like 30. And again, out of like 70 some movies. And there are some movies that were 2022 movies, but they came out in 2023 that I didn't even, 
I don't have on that list. So, because I'm not really sure which one it was, I was about to confuse myself. I looked for the ones that said 2023 and kept it fucking moving. If you came out that little, the little buffer time, bitch, I'm sorry. Or maybe you lucky because you didn't catch no stray because you didn't make the list because I don't know what the fuck, when the fuck you came out for real. So, Damn. some of y'all were lucky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean it's it's not I get exactly what Kat said out of all the insidious films when you got one and two right there mm-hmm. they're milking the cow and this was the first one that, that Patrick Wilson directed or I think maybe his first ever directing role and it made period. me sad because he's so pretty and this, his name is attached to this he <laughs> is a very handsome man and the yams the yams on that man, I just, I would follow him into any movie theater, mm. but I that's learned I my here. lesson. That's I, yeah, here. that's how I got myself here. And I learned shout my lesson. Y'all. Yeah, I, yeah shout out to y'all. <laughs> it didn't make my list, but now that we're talking about it, I feel like there's something that hurts even fucking more. There's like a bad movie, right? Like objectively like bad movie. And then there's movies that are like fine, but they're just really fucking boring. Why do I hate those movies more than the actual bad ones? Because I'm like, boring. but like, let me feel something. Yeah. I don't feel anything. I'm sitting in this theater, like uh, uh, Nicole Kidman trying to feel something. You know, why does heartbreak feel so good? Like my heart's not even breaking. I'm just <laughs> rotting in the theater that I paid how much? Like nowadays, fucking $18. I didn't get no screener for that one, so I I pulled up with my own money. Like, let me see what's up. <sighs> I was wildly mistaken. I followed the yams, and I just I fucked up. Cause I watched the f- entire franchise this year. I knew not to give that money. I was like, this is too shaky. And like Jazz, who is a fan of the franchise, is like, if you've not had a good time, don't pay. And I was like, heard. <laughs> and so when it hit Netflix, I'm like, let me see what's going on. And then I was like, oh no, I don't want to see what's going on no more. Um, but I finished it because the yams. And now I can be like, I'm done. No more insidious. We're not insidious in anything else. We're done. I'll find you in the conjuring, Patrick. Word. Um, There's also that. Can we, like, it's confusing. They're very similar, The Conjuring and Insidious. They turned the wigs around. That's all. They turned the wigs around. They did. Around. They and put the part also, from one side to the other side. And they thought we wouldn't notice. And girl, I, I noticed. I can see your lace. And also Patrick Wilson looks like he sells insurance. So <laughs> I don't know how much I can trust him. <laughs> you can't. He's the, you can't trust nobody that sells insurance. Oh my God. That shit took me out. These assurance. I can never unsee that shit now. Oh no. <laughs> it's the suit from the conjuring. Like that's where it's giving big insurance. Smiles. Ask about your family. <laughs> he wants you to pray it all away. <laughs> oh I see goodness. it. <laughs> I cannot unsee it. Let us start the ninth round. What you got next, Jazz? I have the Oregon Trail. Um it's on Paramount Plus, I think, or something. And it had Sam in there from uh, True Blood. And I already was going to watch it. Now, True Blood got bad at the end. But I'm not going to lie. Shout out to Kat for putting me on True Blood. Because the first couple seasons, I had a good-ass time. And that theme song is on my phone. Like, I listen to that shit driving to work. I love that song. But I was like, oh, look at Sam. Let me see what the fuck he doing. I don't. I don't know where he's from. Let me let me preface all of this, but I don't know where he's from. But this accent, the way he's talking in this movie is distracting. I thought, I love a Yeehaw time, guys. Y'all know that about me, okay? I 
if they got horses and they got cowboy hats and they hitting the dusty trail, bitch, I'm trying to see what's up, especially because movies set in that time, especially if you have something supernatural, they don't have the resources that we might have now to get away from ghouls or witches or, you know, shit like that. But it's supposed to be, I think, a revenge story. It just was too long and it was kind of boring. And then the black character in there, I don't, I, I don't know if I was feeling what they were doing with the black character in there. I just, no, the answer was no for me. It's not the worst thing. Like some of the sets looked really good. Some of the clothes, I think, actually, I think they put money into that. And like you saw the money on the screen, but mm -mm, I won't be watching that again. I won't be watching. Okay. I'm disappointed. I mean, I don't want to say I'm disappointed because, you know, when you kind of foresee something, like I knew Oregon Trail wasn't going to be that good. But also, y'all know me. I love a good pun. I really fucking do. Um, And I remember bringing this movie up last season. Y'all check out this pun. This is going to be hilarious. Let's give it a shot. And then I just never did. Am I missing like anything or am I better off just like some gore? There's some gore. I will say that. It's not like, again, it wasn't. Although it's like further down the list, I think I was more disappointed because I was expecting some more high noon yeehaw ass shit. I right. think because I think I have like a set standard for my westerns, um, uh-huh. and, and I it was, was not. It, it was mm-hmm. not a rootin' tootin' time. No, it didn't. It didn't give me. It was like empowering for women, and uh, you know maybe they were coasting okay. on that. I see sometimes a lot of films will kind of just put certain characters in a certain position and just kind of coast on that. And I don't know. I don't want to say they co- like it was again. It was that bad, but I was bored because I had certain expectations of my yeehaw westerns. Where's the pew pew? Like, bruh, like <laughs> y'all. It's a lot of talking, a lot of riding, and a lot of hiding behind the hills. What? Come on, guys. Come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll make sure to have my candy crush in the background to keep me entertained. I have a whole document prepared to read for this one because I know some of y'all gonna fight me. However, my number nine is The Exorcist Believer. And here's why. Here's why. I I had low expectations for this movie because it's a Blumhouse and it's a David Gordon Green. We know what they did last time. And so I wasn't, you know, I was not gonna see it. And then they were like, we got black people. I'm like, I don't get to ever see black people do an exorcism. Let's do that. And then they wasted Leslie Odom Jr. and Lydia Jewett um, because they was like, it's about you, but it's not because also this white family that's your friend is also possessed and they'll get the moments in the church and things. And also they're going to be Ellen Bernstein so you can show for her around. And I'm just like, where are they in their story? And they were like, surprise, surprise. These are the credits. And I was like, no, Blumhouse, use a fucking menace. And so the goodwill that I tried to give it for having black people at the center was swiftly taken away um swiftly taken away and it was like who's all these white people why we why does it like wood sock in your living room for this exorcism you don't need all these people you don't need all these witnesses for an exorcism you should have less people for the demon to play with i just think uh, you know what sheree i don't think anyone is gonna be is gonna come for you with that opinion i think people were really fucking mad they hated about this that movie. movie they hated this movie so damn much and i'm gonna say something crazy I kind of liked it. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't mad. It's, um. The first 20 minutes when Leslie had something to do was a good time. Well, okay. First of all, I was mad. I was very mad at Blumhouse. I was mad at at whoever is running marketing at Blumhouse and marketing for The Exorcist Believer because I had heard all the things. So I was not in a rush to the theater to go see this movie. I saw it like weeks 
after its release. I'm sitting in the theater and I'm like, bitch, is that fucking Leslie? Is this Leslie? I had no idea because they were not showing him. Oh, maybe I didn't like dive into the trailers or I wasn't really paying attention. All the marketing shit. It was the two little girls. And Leslie Odom is like, he's a name, especially in black households. He, and also for all the theater people out there, I know y'all seen Hamilton. Hello, who has fucking seen Hamilton? So I feel like just seeing him in marketing material would get a lot of people into the theater. And I'm mad that I didn't know that he was in the film until I sat my ass down in the theater. And I was like, wait. And okay, I, I kind of related it in my review that I posted on Letterboxd. Did, have y'all ever played uh, Devil May Cry? The game? Okay, so there's a video game franchise called Devil May Cry. It's a hack and slash type game. There's like five of them at this point. Um, they're made by a Japanese um, games developer. And there was a uh, like a spiritual kind of remake that wasn't in the original timeline. And it was called DMC Devil May Cry. So it was like separate from the original games. And it was more like, it was a different feel. It, this one was made by an American studio. And it tried its best to adapt like the play techniques of the original Devil May Cry games. And the original fandom like hey, fucking hated it. They tore that shit up. It was atrocious because of that. It bombed um, on releases, but it's actually like a pretty good game. It's just not a good Devil May Cry sequel. That was the whole issue. And I feel like this is the same kind of spiel that we have going on right now. The movie is fine. It's a fine movie. It doesn't reinvent the wheel or anything. It's not terrible, but it's not, you know, it's fine, but it's not a good Exorcist sequel. Like as soon, if you just cover up the Exorcist and just call it something else, Believer, it would have done a lot better. And it, it kind of seems like, I kind of felt that way when I'm watching it, like this was somebody else's script for a different kind of possession movie. And then Blumhouse got their little paws on it and they're like, wait a minute, what if we turn this into an Exorcist movie? Slap the title on there, figured out how to weave the legacy characters in there in like a really weird way that didn't really make sense just for the cash. So, but you know, I'm not mad at it. I think there was definitely some flaws, but it just wasn't a good Exorcist movie. That's whatever. The first 20 minutes had me and I was like, was I wrong? And then they were like, ah, ah, ah. And I was like, I forgot I was talking to. It's David Gordon Green and it's Blumhouse. We just did this. Why did I have faith in you? I take it all back. Those 20 minutes, I was trapped. That's how I feel about her. And I, I hope that Leslie and Lydia get to do other stuff where they actually get to be the main focus like they're supposed to be. Okay. I, I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine. Um, it was just fine. It was mainly because they misused the Exorcist storylines. Like, they, if you could completely remove them, like Zero was saying, it would have been a fine Exorcist movie for the most part. They probably should have tweaked it and gave us, like, some more, like, hardcore. It was some scares, but they should have gave us a few more, like, like demon scares like the demon should have been turning the fuck up like at this point we have so many demon possession movies don't give us no demon who it, it needs to be all the way up here but again it didn't need to be a exorcist movie at all because whatever the reg the storyline was just whatever so again yeah once again, I did not see this movie because, like, Soraya is losing their mind. I did not see this movie, and I actually wanted to see this movie just out of curiosity. I was very um, 
taken aback about how much I saw people ripping this one a new one. So I was like, okay, bitch, is it that bad? Like, is it that bad? So I'm going to stand next to Zero until I, because I wanted to watch it for this recording, but I fell asleep because it's bedtime. But um, I'm going to stand next to Zero and I'm going to stand beside him um, until I watch it. And then I'm probably still going to be standing next to Zero because once again, I just think about how many other movies that are like super shit. So I just really felt like regardless of what all happened, I know it wasn't that bad. Maybe it should have went straight to the streaming. Then this goes to the movie theaters. The girls was really going up for this, right? Okay. Maybe it should have went straight to the streaming. And then we may, I don't know, looking around the room. Mm, no, some people say it shouldn't have came out at all. Okay, girl. Well, I mean, I, y'all already know how I feel about sequels. So I truly felt like the movie shouldn't have been made to begin with. But now that we're here, let me just go ahead and check it out. But I'm going to stand next to you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Zero. All right. So next I'm going to throw into the pot suitable flesh. I did not. Because Heather Graham. But yes, thank you for putting it on the list. <laughs> not okay. yet, but what? it's on my list. Oh my I... god, I like that movie. I had such a good time. Oh, I also had a cold brew and you know <laughs> that'll do it. That'll um, do it. I was in a good mood. It was like a Friday night. I was like, ooh, and I just watched another good horror movie right before that. So then I watched it. I was like, I I I'm not gonna lie, I kind of enjoyed it. And okay, I'm I'm trying to hear what you have to say, but what I have to say is I again I was a little bored 
that that's that's just it really um I think the uh the kid well he's not a kid no more but he was a kid when we saw him in the babysitter with Samara weaving he's really good I think that he should definitely be like utilized he has like final boy energy to me and I hope that we keep him around in the horror community we got like a star-studded cast you know in suitable flesh there's there's names behind it but I was girl I was just bored I was just I was just a little bored I feel like it was long I don't even think it was that long but Honestly, it was that it was a rad ass poster that came out that promo material and that promo material just slapped. And I guess I was coming in looking for something much more like physically Lovecraftian than what I got. I think I was that's what just let me down a little bit. I wanted some like real shapeshifter body horror type things. And I did get those things, but at a very lower level. So yeah, I'm, I mean, that's all I have to say. I'm not shitting on it. I think it's good, um, but I, I did not like it. But Jazz, let me know. It was the camera work. It was campy on purpose. It, I felt like it was giving, it, especially because I'm not a, the biggest fan of like Reanimator. And it felt mm-hmm. like in that same realm because it's like a H.P. Lovecraft kind of story. And y'all know I do not bang with H.P. Lovecraft, but I like, like uh, what's it called? Whatever the type of horror, we you know you know what we talk about that horror that's like, like cosmic? cosmic. Yes, there we go. Yes, I like cosmic horror, but I be pretending HP Lovecraft doesn't exist, which is hard to do in that subgenre. Yeah. Uh, but again, I was I just thought it was fun, like it was a fun little thing. But yeah, <laughs> it was the camera work. It was the campy feel. It was silly. Also, I'm not gonna lie to everyone on camera. I think I do enjoy Barbara Campton because she's just like somebody's auntie, and I like her in. Um, <laughs> I liked her in this. I mean, she's mother. Like, she could do no wrong. She's just great. I think I think she's phenomenal. But it wasn't the performances. I, th- I think I was just stepping in, like, looking for something else, and then I just did not get that. And I was like, oh, okay. You know? But, like, I don't have anything inherently bad that I can say about it. I just can, like, really say that it was just, like, not for me, yo. I love that. Because I have a different Heather Graham movie on my list. <laughs> I didn't know she was gonna be in it when I hit play. And then I was like, oh, she's here. This is gonna end badly. And it did. Here we go. (laughs) It's called Oracle and it is on HBO, HBO Max, maybe you wanna call it right now. We are following this black girl who gets, well, she's in the interviewing process of like watching these like white kids on an old plantation. And she's like, this is fucked up. But like, also, this woman's gonna pay me to go to see the house. And so if I can say no to the job after I get the money, that's fine. Of course, that does not happen. So the woman calls her that night to be like, it's an emergency. My mother's taking a turn. Please can watch them tonight. And her high roommate is like, this sounds bad. Don't do it. But she does it. She gets there and things are already weird. Like the little girl is like, my mama said I got to wash you off me. And she's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> um, it gets really predictable and really boring. Um even more so, it's not a good time. And Heather Graham is still doing Heather Graham things, which is why I try and avoid her on film. Unless it's like Scream, because she has so little to do in that. 
I stepped to the side when I heard plantation. Like, you know how you're in a walking right. tour and then you right. just go. <laughs> yeah. And the tour just kept walking and I'm still like, oh. You will be surprised at how many movies on my bottom 10 have plantations in them. I don't know why this no. was a trend last year, but I clocked it <laughs> and a lot of them are on this list. Thanks, Tubi. Because diversity is going out the window, bitch. So no, this is right on topic. This is not, this is not unfamiliar. Listen. Let me ask you this though. Can I at least because my my interest is definitely peaked right now, but like can I hate watch it? Like, is it a good hate watch? You can definitely hate watch it with the right beverage. Um, because again, we've seen movies like this. So you already know who's gonna end up dead, even though like mm. they ain't even in the movie that much, but you're like, oh, it's not gonna be one of us. So it's gonna be you. Uh, um, you already know why the kids are off um, and who's gonna be the problem. And so like, none of it's ever shocking. None of it ever shook me. I was just like, we did all this on a plantation for why? For whomst? Hmm, love that. Mm. Okay, who next? I'ma throw something in. Um, I'ma talk about Children of the Corn, which came out in 2020. Oh my see, a lot of those came out like that in the last couple of years because you know Corona still has us by the edges, although we all pretend. Um, I have this on the list because it was forgettable. Outside of the why, she was for big she was forgettable. Once again, there were a lot more shit movies that exist on earth for me. Uh, but it, it, she was forgettable. I might try to watch her again, but why? I don't know. But here we go again. Oh, that's how I feel when I'm about to tackle this film again. She'll know the corn. That's on my list. Why though? Why? Like why? Why would you choose to go in again if it just made you like? Is there something I... redeeming in there? Well, that's what I said. It's forgettable. So I'm like, did I forget her because I just fall asleep like I'm narcoleptic? Or did I forget her because she really MIB mind erased me? So clearly I'm a glutton for punishment. So I'm about to go back. Not right away, but just, you know, like if we ever cover Children of the Corn, which is probably going to happen, then that's reason why for me to go back. Um, but I've been mind erased for a reason. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little leery, but I'm about to walk in there just like people who do the same shit in sequels. Just, oh, I'm back. I didn't learn my lesson the first time. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I'm screaming. Okay. Next on my list, I have the boogeyman. Is this number eight? Yeah. Yep. We have the same movie. <gasps> really? I, I love yes. that for us. I, I love too. that for us. Um, well, let me tell you, you can, you can watch this one. Like you can watch it. It's fine. It just was like, you know, I say this pretty often, like it doesn't reinvent the wheel. And I don't think like everything has to reinvent the mm -hmm. wheel for it to be good. Like you could follow in that same formula and still make a banging movie. Everything in this movie was like, okay, pretty good. But then they just followed the formula like way too fucking hard. And I was bored because again, it's fucking formula. Like we've seen this shit way too often. And it was just a little bit of a letdown for me because all aspects of this movie were like, had the potential to be real fucking solid, but there wasn't really anything that made this unique while reinventing the, the wheel. And also like how, how, how much can you really do with the boogeyman, you know, Stephen King's the boogeyman and again like more stephen king stories yay we love them so much 
but I really pulled up because um, my girl from Yellow Jackets was there, and she's just great. She's she's really great, and I want I want to keep her in horror. So yes, I will go and see this movie. I brought two people with me. They really liked it. I thought the monster design was really cool. But again, regular, regular old creature feature. No, honey, you just need to go to therapy. Nothing's wrong. You know what I mean? Next. Tell me, Jess. It's forgettable. And this is how I know it was forgettable. Again, it's not offensive. It's not terrible. But I saw this in theaters. Forgot about it. It came to stream, and I was like, oh, it's on streaming. I can watch it now. And started watching it and said, oh, I saw this. And I was like, okay, well, that's the proof for me. That tells you um, everything. So you guys can watch it. Just don't expect, like, it's not a hate watch. It's just, like, it just is. It just is. My next movie feels like a free space because it's Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. I think that's everybody's bingo card somewhere. Okay. Oh yeah. It's, it's, on, my it's on there. But I'm so surprised it's so far down or up, whatever direction. Like, okay. I right. spent a day on I... Tubi. There's a lot of plantations coming. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but okay. that's cemetery bloodlines. David Duchovny and Pam Greer wasted. I hope that they collected a very big bag. What was this movie? Like you already I have- don't know. This is some Stephen King lore that we've explored before. How do you come in and be like, I want to make the worst one yet? I don't know why that was a goal. <laughs> like, pick a different book, maybe. I don't know. But to do this and make it so boring. And so it just got in its own way. It got in its own way at every turn. And so you couldn't root for it because she wasn't rooting for herself. Have we all seen this one? And this was also my number eight. So we're really. Yeah. Like I said, it's not, it's not like, oh, but like I saw it, I was just like, one, I was trying to figure out, and once again, because you know what is a list for me, because I can tell you a one and a two, maybe, but I can't tell you everything else. But I didn't understand. I do understand why the girlies didn't like it. I didn't think it was the shittiest Stephen King movie I've seen in my entire lifespan thus far. So we're going to go there. But I understand why the girls might be vexed. I was having trouble, like, in terms of, like, okay, like, are you mad because it didn't follow a certain storyline? Because I was watching it without like reading anything before. I'm like, no, this is the story I expected to see ish. But then there were some things I was like, all right, now, like I see that y'all have made some adjustments in some parts. Um, how did we get here? Like what, 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 what were, what were the choices here? It was some, it was some minor details. I was leaning in and like, what, what is this? Um, but I will throw something positive, even though this is on the list. I did like seeing the backstory for Judd. There were some choices that were made in the movie that pissed me off, but also Judd pisses me off. <laughs> and so, Word. ah! The yams, that. That's Patrick Wilson, it, right? Who, Judd? No, it's a no, guy who looks like Patrick Wilson. Wait, the guy looks like Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Wilson. Patrick Wilson was not present for this one. He's like, you can make no, me with that one. No, but he looks like a fake-ass Patrick Wilson. He's he, an off-brand he Patrick. Like fake me out one. Yeah. Y- yes, like a uh, great value. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> When you can't make it at home, StoryBrot will do. Um, that's yeah. what it's giving. That's all right. You was you was down a couple of dollars and you really had to, you know, do some comparison shopping. So you had to go with this one. And that's okay. And that's not a dig at him. I'm just saying that they got the same body type. It's just not Patrick. Um, and so I like, like I said, that we got that backstory. I 
kind of liked what happened with the indigenous characters to a certain degree. I'm really squinting really motherfucking hard. It could have went way worse than what happened, but I'm like, okay, I guess it just wasn't enough. It was like bland soup. It was like, we mm. forgot some, some seasoning here. Some. I can't put my finger on it exactly what I needed, but I knew it was not this. Like it felt like we had to hurry up and rush to get to the end. It felt like, you know, we had a script and then somebody said, all right, I took five to 10 pages out. This is the, this is what we got left. And they made a do with a do. Um, number eight. I'll tell you what, the best part of Pet Cemetery Bloodlines is when Pam Greer walks into that that diner she's like i killed the damn dog yes and that was it that was that was the the highlight that's fucking it i'm just disappointed okay so i saw this one um brooklyn horror film fest did a free screening of this and i looked at Gigi, and i was like so you down like i'm not gonna watch this at home like i know i'm not going to put this on my television at home and sit through it so i might as it's free i might as well you know, and at least we could sit together and we could we could laugh, we could kiki about it, we could talk shit because we already know people been knew like that this was gonna be terrible before the damn movie even came out because the first one was terrible also. I think the first one was a little better. Um but um what the girl, what the fuck was that editing? The editing was a tr I was like so confused. And that's like not even a like artistic choice or a writing choice. That's just like this is just bad editing. I'm so I don't know what's going on right now. Honestly, I'm looking at Gigi like <laughs> what actually what is going on? Um, Pam Greer is there and she still can't save it. Like if Pam Greer can't save it, I don't know what to tell you. David Duchovny, he's he's cute as hell, but he's he's doing his damnness with with the dialogue, with the script that he got. Um, a little bit weirded out by the the native stuff. I think we could we could have done a little bit better. Like we were we were trying to get there. We were almost there. Um, but then we weren't there. I think it's crazy that people are running around screaming that Exorcist Believer was the worst movie of the year when this movie was right there and had at least Exorcist Believer had like cohesive editing. And I could tell what's going on. I could not tell what's going on in Pest Cemetery Bloodlines. Again, what Sheree said, I hope that our our auntie and our uncle received a hefty check. And that's all I can really hope for. Jazz, I know this was on your list. Number was it on six. your list? Oh, yeah, number six. Number six. Mm -hmm. Yeah, down there. Um, it it was it I I didn't have a good time. And I've I love Pet Cemetery. So I have buy-in. Because I don't care if people, you know, I know that the lead actor, his acting was chaotic. I know. I know. But it has character. I've watched it since I was a child. I got a DVD. That I just, Pet Cemetery is that girl for me, okay? Um, and I've read the book. The book is really sad. But the remake already, and it was, the remake wasn't even terrible, right? But I was like, once they did the remake, I was like, girl, we can just leave this IP alone. We, we're, it's okay. It's okay. We have enough of the movies. We can just rewatch the old one or just go read the goddamn book. No, y'all want to go bloodlines. And I'm like, you know, there's enough lore based on reading the book. They could make something very, very eerie. You know, that whole situation of, you know, that kid coming back, that could have been very, oh, th there's so much the potential there. And it wasn't, 
it it wasn't good. It it didn't give anything. There weren't any scathing secrets that came out like they that should have. There weren't um there wasn't enough like undead zombie creepiness for me. He it, it, he gave very much alive. I don't know. I, guys, I'm sorry. I I wanted to like it so bad, but I just didn't. So, word. Um I got mixed up in our list. So, I'm going to just throw out my next one, um, which would be my 10, 9, 8. My number seven is The Nun 2. Do I really even have to talk about this? I just don't think we needed another. Sheree's muted right now, but fucking cracking up, camera shaking, everything. Um, I'm there for Akela Cooper. I Again, I think Akela Cooper probably brought the best out of this film, what, what needed to happen. And again, it's like, this is in the the Conjuring franchise where you got to stick it between Conjuring 2 and fucking whatever. I don't know. It like it takes place so there's not too much you could do. Um and so for what she had, I think she kind of did the damn thing. Acting or performances were pretty good. Just a little cash grabby for me, I don't think it was the worst movie ever. It still made hella money, and so I'm like, great, Akela Cooper, get her bag. Let's let's keep on with that. But you know, it's an IP. I, mm, whatever. It had fun, it had really fun moments. It definitely did. Like here's the box, and we gotta stay in the box because it's a franchise thing, and it's a prequel and a sequel at the same time. I don't know. Anyone else did the nun to make y'all's list? Slot and everything. Same time. I felt like it was too long. Um, uh, come on now. Like, I 2022, tw- I feel like since we was in the house, everybody said, we just go let the camera roll. And I'm like, yep. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have various thoughts about this. Like, if you want to, they really are committed to keep that motherfucker rolling. And that's how they felt about this film. I felt like, you know, it was really cute to see. I mean, not even cute. Like, Bonnie Aarons did the fucking thing as per always. Storm Reed yeah, did that. Yeah. You know, uh, even Tessa Farmiga, like, I have feelings about her. But, you know, we outside. Um, we're no Vera, but we're outside. And so um, I-, I liked it for that, those points only. But once again, see my previous comment about Insidious. We were good. Yeah, we are good. good conjuring. Like we are good. Once again, Bonnie Aaron's is always gonna be that bitch, but we are good. Let's do something new. I literally tweeted the other day, like, there are so many fresh new ideas. Let's push that to the forefront. Let's put like it's not all of the monies that we put behind these franchises that you keep giving us, you know, a side quest, side quest, side quest, and I'm a side quest ass bitch. But, like, how many fitness side quests are we about to get? Like, at one point, we don't refresh the game anymore. We just get a new game mm-hmm. with a brand new title. So can we walk in that spirit, take, if not all the money, but a good chunk of it, and put it behind some of these fresh ideas? Like, I would love to see some shorts that exist on the internet fleshed out into a full movie. Not all of them, but some of them. I push them to the front. Um, the Nun 2. Final Summer is a movie that I just hit play on randomly, and... um it was just one of them random like Amazon movies that you just hit play on, and I don't, I can't even tell you what happened in the movie, y'all. That's all I got. I don't even remember what happened. I don't know her. I don't. I don't know her. Stranger on the street. 
I randomly hit play on her too. And I also don't remember what happened because I tweeted about it and everything. I was like, I'm watching this. And it's not even three weeks later. I'm like, I know it was a summer. Um, I know some people died, but what else? I do not know. And with that, we get into round six. You already heard mine. It was Pet Cemetery, so. Uh, okay. Yeah, she was a free spice. Like, if this was bingo, she was in the middle of everybody's card. What? <laughs> yeah, now we're going to start overlapping at this point. Um, let me throw into the pot. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Y'all, skin marink. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Had I watched more than 25 minutes of that ceiling, it would have been on my list too. But I tapped out. Anyone? Does anyone have this on their list? It's not even ranked in my 2023 films because it's listed as 2022. So I don't even have it on there. It wouldn't have made my bottom 10 based on these movies here. It wouldn't have made the bottom 10. I I don't know. It would have been somewhere like lower in the, the middle, but bottom half but not okay. even like bottom 20 i don't think because i've seen some okay. things i think it just kind of rubs salt in my wounds that i had a terrible movie watching experience um oh watching skin and Marink. i was really really fucking with the whole you know let's give more power to indie filmmakers i'm with that like every single day all day every day so skin and Marink was one of the first movies of 2023 that i watched period um, I like did it as a fun thing for my birthday because my birthday's in January, January 13th. Um, they put it into theaters for like a limited run for Friday the 13th. And so I decided, oh, this would be a fun thing to do, you know, support indie cinema. It's it's the correct thing to do. Everybody's talking about this film. It's all over TikTok. It's all over Twitter. Let me see what's up. One, it's just not my type of movie. I have a crazy ADHD, like give me monsters, give me slashings, give me explosions. And this was none of that. It was a vibe. I would have enjoyed it if it were a short film. Um, I think many people have said that if, if it was just, you know, 10 minutes, it would hit really, really, really fucking hard. But this was like leaning to two hours. It was like an hour 40 or some shit like that. And I'm sitting in the theater. Another point. This movie is made to be watched on your laptop under the covers so you can get all spooky, scary, you know, that like uh, feelings of paranoia because it takes place in a home. This isn't like a movie theater type movie. And they were definitely just trying to do a good thing and support the industry by putting this movie into theaters, but it was not made for theaters. So it was a terrible movie theater experience. The whole thing's filled on a baby cam with this big ass screen for two hours. My eyes hurt. My eyes really hurt. Like, it's hard to blink because the whole time I'm just annoyed. That one big-ass jump scare at the end, that's just loud. I That's all. That's it. What's up with the ceiling? Uh, nothing. I don't know. Period. Nobody's list? This didn't make anybody's list. It's all mine. <laughs> okay. I didn't finish it. That's the only reason not on my list. Oh, okay. So it was on mine, not as like, because you know, I already know I took a different approach, but it was on mine as a, it was towards the top since we're working our bottom up. Um, and I didn't think once again, it was the shittiest in the year, but the streets did not fuck with this movie at all. Um, Zero, I agree with you. I feel like the movie should have been way shorter. I think it kind of started off as a short. It should have been host length, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like if that was the case, it would have worked. Me and Jazz definitely saw people walk out of the movie when we saw this in the theater. And I will still not forget it. It was a moment. It Yes. Yes, wow. they did. They walked right on out. Um, and I was like, wow, that's crazy. I, I didn't... I like the obscurity of it all. Like, I, I know the girls are really going up, going up for it. Like I said, I didn't hate it. It went on for way too long when she started moving stuff. You know, I'm also a fan of Paranormal Activity. Like, I remember how pissed people were at Paranormal Activity because they were like, we just sit up all night staring at the room and it's dark. Mm. You fucking right we are because that pencil moved, bitch, and I'm scared. So just like that little Lego moved, bitch. I'm scared. I'm also a latchkey kid, and I know I can hear the girls now. Ow, that was how many people that fucked with this movie. That's cool. And it's okay that it didn't land for you, whether you had that same experience as myself or not. That's okay. But baby, I was a little nervous. It gave um, what's the girl? Candle Cove. When um, you know, all the kids had the same, you know, like experience when they were watching the TV. So that's what made it kind of scary for me. It was other experiences that kind of looped this in versus it did something brand new that that knocked my fucking socks off in the movie theater. I'm also scared of seeing Legos on the ground because I don't know about y'all. When you step on them Legos, bitch, your feet is hurting. So I actually had my feet up off the ground because there was Legos on the floor <laughs> and I'm scared. So <laughs> Skinnamarink was on my list, not this low, and I'm praying for them kids every day. Like, I get scared. I just start thinking about the kids. I get real sad. <laughs> they ain't never getting out. No. <laughs> this is a fuck them kids movie, and that's also why I like this movie, because how many movies do you watch where we literally see the kids just literally end up in oblivion and never come back? And also, I love they got that. fucked up before they went there. <laughs> yep. I love kids, mm-hmm. though. Sorry. One of them kids was just trying to, you know, just be a kid in the house. Not that motherfucking, like, the fifth dimension somewhere. Where the hell are you Limbo. in? Floating around limbo. He's just like, I don't know, mom, dad, where you at? Baby sister. Yo, what else we got? My next one is Juicy, and I'm excited to, to say it, but I'm going to let y'all go first. My sixth place goes to Trinket Box, which is a to be find. When I was watching it, I thought it was white people shenanigans. And so I Googled it and it is a black man and his white wife who want to talk about race in a Tubi movie. So that's why we get what we got. <laughs> um, it opens with a man back in the day, because again, we got to bring in the slavery and plantations and everything. So back in the day, joking, literally we open when? cold open a little white girl outside playing on her plantation and her sister is back there with a black farmhand maybe i don't know what he do but like she's like <laughs> lol you might have got here because my parents are coming back and my mom's a witch <laughs> i'm just joking and then the parents show up and they chase him um there's lots of n-words being thrown around they catch him they do what they do and i'm just like are we trying to do a bootleg candy man because i don't want that we're not doing that we're doing something else there's a cursed box a cursed trinket box wink wink so in the present day we get an interracial couple that move into this house and all of a sudden things are going wrong one of the neighbors is coming over saying weird shit and he's like um i don't feel safe here and she's like you're just being paranoid <laughs> and i'm just like why are we doing this to me um and things escalate until they finally figure out what is happening and then i guess it resets itself for a sequel nobody wants we should have stopped at plantation once again 
I feel like Tubi has a specific subgenre under the horror, and that's where they just put me. There's like you like seeing black people in horror plantations. I'm like, no, that's not what I. It's not what I was asking for. Tubi. <laughs> Way too much real life. Listen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this movie haunts me. It was. It's been on my list for months. I'm happy we could talk about it. <laughs> Space, because I was like, I know exactly where you're going. You got someone this bottom ten list, and she slid around, but she's still here. She's still standing. Oh fuck. Okay. I will be avoiding that one like the plague. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tubi. I had a random find um, because Jazz and I have been doing like a little holla for a dollar situation. And this was a movie that came up in the holla for the dollar on the Patreon in my mind, not officially between Jazz and I. And it's a movie called Don't Look Away. And I pressed play on it. It came out last year. It's a 99 cent rental as of right now. And I press play on it because the IMDb score is a 3.9, but the Rotten Tomato is a 63%. So that tells me this movie's going to be chaotic as fuck. Not necessarily one of my worst finds, but it's going to be wild. And indeed it was. So I don't think, I will put this on like the bottoms of what I watched, but once again, it wasn't the shittiest movie. It's worth the dollar rental. So if you're like, oh, this is a bottom, but I'm interested. Well, baby, baby, toot that thing on up. Because here we go, baby. This Here we are. Um, it's a, a a person is like driving a truck and they find out something that's in the truck, gets out the truck, and now is trying to, and I'm being very vague because I'm one child to actually watch this. Um, and something that gets out the truck is now wreaking havoc on all the people. I, I see why the people gave it a low rating, right? But also me going in, why? Who You ain't never heard of this movie. So I don't know what the fuck the budget looked like for it. And the $5 budget they did have, it was making moves, okay? There is a scene where there is a lot of people getting taken out at one time. And I was like, well, damn, bitch. So it's on my bottoms because the internet said that it was a, it was not it. But if you look up Don't Look Away, the face of the cover, it looks like, bitch, what kind of fucking movie this is. Um, but go ahead and press play. It's not even a while long. It's like an hour and 20 something. So, you know, I'm already here in the club like, oh, it's less than 130. <laughs> and you were a dollar. <laughs> here you go. So that's on my list. Press play. Thank I've you. almost rented that so many times because it's a dollar. And I'm just like, it's going to be really bad or really good. And it's a dollar. And I've almost done it for months now, for months. Let me push you into the deep end. I think no, you should do it. Because I'll do it. <laughs> no. I, think, I think you should do it. I think you should do it. Yeah. It's about to get real. Hey there, blurdy cuties. This is post-production zero. Interrupting your stream. So sorry. So sorry about that. Um, I don't know why Sheree and I thought that we would be able to put a leash around our runtime with Girl That's Scary on board, especially. So I'm about to boot y'all into the future now. So please hit us back next Tuesday to get to the real nitty gritty and find out about the bottom five films that made us itch last year. Before we go, I know... People know where to find you, but just 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 in case they don't, where can the people find you, Jazz and Cat? Everything, girl, that's scary. Period. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally. No, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us, y'all. It was a good time. And um, as always, I have been Zero Gravity here with Sheree the Slayer on the Blurdy Massacre podcast. And if you like us, then, you know, speak up because it definitely helps us in the long run. Give us a rating. Give us a review. 
We got that sneaky little Patreon that you might want to be part of these days because we're back and better. Merch has dropped. Things are coming. We're brewing up. We're in the lab. We're in, up in the cauldron. So, you know, just, just sit tight until next Tuesday. And we got you, y'all. Stay blurty. Bye. You know you want to get into it. Let's get it popping. You are now listening to Blurdy Massacre Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.